Good morning. Great to see you all. Wow, what a lovely start we had. What a lovely start in the peace of God over us this season. Shalom, Irene, we heard. Welcome to church, everyone. You're welcome here. No matter your background, no matter where you're from, you are in God's presence here within a lovely family, we like to believe. So welcome to church. And uh, Christmas story, it's a, it's a story of peace, isn't it? How many times the word peace is heard in the Christmas story? And one of Jesus' favorite greetings was, Peace be with you. Remember every time he showed himself uh, to his disciples after his resurrection, he started with this greeting, Peace be with you. And I want this morning to just feel that peace in this place. And I just want to say, peace of God be with you this morning in all the languages we can in this place. Is that okay? So I'll come around your tables, and if you know any language, any accent, if you like, we would love to hear this greeting. The peace of God be with you this morning. So have courage. I can start in Romanian if you want. Um, but in this place, we want to hear God's peace in our hearts, over us, in all the languages we can, showing that He loves us. He loves us all, whatever we are from. So in Romanians, this is Pacea lui Dumnezeu să fie cu voi toți în această dimineață. I'll let you guess which words are which, but anyway. So I'll come around. Please lift your hands if you want to say it in a language. There you go, Shelton. Sorry, the mobile microphone doesn't work, so I'll come to you. you. I'm Zimbabwean, so this is the official Zimbabwean language. I know very well, so yeah. Okay, some people don't know. I'm joking. Rugare ngarubene su. Rugane, rugane, vesu. Rugare. Rugare. Garuve. Garuve. Nesu. Nesu. Peace be with us. So which word is peace? Rugare. Rugare. There you go. Thank you, Shelton. Thank you. Anyone else, even some Welsh, if we have here, or some accents? Ireland as well, we don't mind. Anyone else? There you go. Where shall I go? Stephen has to do it. That's it. You've been nominated, volunteered. Udo chukuna neye. I'm very good, am I? Udo is peace. Udo. Wow. Lovely words. Udo is peace. Is this Nigerian? Excellent. Excellent. Anyone here? Any? La paix de Dieu avec vous ce matin. I have no idea what that was. French. French. Can you say that again? La paix de Dieu soit avec vous tous ce matin. Wow. Which word is peace? La paix. La paix. That's easy. La paix. There you go, I'm sure. Yes. What word is peace? Isn't just lovely? I don't know about you, but it's just lovely to hear. Right, anyone else? Do you want to say it in Romania, Ramona? There you go. Pacea Domnului Iisus fie cu voi în această dimineață. Similar to me, but... Uh, <laughs> mine is a bit better, I think. <clears throat> right. Any accents? Any Welsh? Oh, there you go. Yes, of course. How could I miss? 
Alafia Olorun ko ma ba gbogbo wa. Peace of the Lord shall be with all of us. Amen to that. Thank you. Nigeria as well. Is it the same? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. Anyone else? We missed anyone? No. God bless you all. Isn't that amazing to know peace of God in all these languages for us this morning? Right. So praise the Lord for that. May the peace of God be with all of us this morning. And this season of expectations before Christmas, when we prepare for the arrival of Christ by lighting these candles. Last Sunday, we reflected, and Andy helped us to reflect on the candle of hope. And we were reminded to have hope in a world which seems to lost any hope. And next Sunday, Jackie will walk us through the candle of love, reminding us what love really is. And in the middle of hope and love, it's peace this morning. And this peace, which is actually a bit difficult to talk about when we look at the world around us, isn't it? All the conflicts that we see, all the wars in the world, it's quite difficult for some people to understand how can God be the king of peace as described here in Isaiah. In the midst of this world, how can we understand God's peace for us? And I've looked and I've seen something interesting on Facebook. Sometimes you can find good things on Facebook. Thousands of times, I read, thousands of times in history, a baby has become a king. But only once a king has become a baby. That was from Facebook and I liked it. Thousands of times in history, a baby has become a king. But only one time, a king has become a baby. Our king of peace, as we read here in Isaiah, for to us a child is born, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He is the Prince of Peace. But you see, that peace that we're looking in this world, the physical peace, the politicians are looking for peace, the generals are looking for peace. This physical peace is not the same as the one that Jesus has come to provide us with. It's easier when people are looking at these conflicts in the world to blame God and say, well, if God is peace, why this all happens? But ultimately, if we look at those conflicts, it's all to do with people's hatred for each other, with um, conflicts, with the desire for power and control, with the people's greed. That's all to do with it if we look profoundly at those events. But it's easier to blame God, isn't it, for all of this, when it's us, the humankind, who reach this stage of rebellion against God. And we know for sure that in Jesus' time, some of the religious leaders, as you know, the zealots, as they call them, they were expected Messiah to be some kind of a warrior, a revolutionary, to start a rebellion against the Roman Empire to free them from the oppression. Didn't they? They did. It's the same for us today. Some people are expecting to gain peace through violence and through conflicts. But the peace that Jesus came to bring us was of a total different nature. It was different than what people expected and is different from what some people may expect today. So let's focus this morning on this peace that the king, the prince of peace, could give us this morning. He was announced 
as the Prince of Peace, as we read, to reconcile us to God. That's the main purpose. That's the main peace that Jesus came to give us. And it was announced in the prophets even. Ezekiel says here in chapter 37, verse 26, I will make a covenant of peace with them, says the Lord here, hundreds of years before the coming of Christ. It will be an everlasting covenant. I will establish them and increase their numbers, and I will put my sanctuary among them forever. This is the peace that God came to give us, to reconcile us to God, as in Romans chapter 5, 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. In our sinful state, we were enemies against God. And unfortunately, today among people, we can hear those kind of, sometimes can be racist comments, isn't it? When you say, oh, all the Romanians are like this, all the English people are like this, or all these nations are like this. So that kind of racist remarks. But God looked at us all and said they all have sinned and are away from the glory of God. That's not a racist comment. That's telling us the truth, isn't it? But equally, the chance of peace and the chance of salvation is for everyone. We said peace of God in all the languages. God's calling is for every individual who ever lived on this earth. God is calling us all to be his children, to become his children through faith in Jesus Christ. That's love. Tells us the truth and then gives us the solution. Through Jesus Christ, we have redemption a relationship, a relationship of peace with God the Father. What can be more valuable for us? With Prince of Peace, with God. And after we receive this peace, this reconciliation with God, then Jesus promised us in the second point. After we receive this peace with God, Jesus promised us his peace. A peace, as John mentioned, that surpasses all our understanding. You see, apart from God, apart from being reconciled with God, one cannot have the true peace that Jesus promised here. And I want you in the next few seconds or minutes, quietly where you are, if you look at these verses on the screen, and imagine for a second that Jesus is there Standing near you, standing on a chair next to you. Because these, my friends, are his words, his promises. He said those words to the people who listened to him back then. And the same words has for you this morning. Because he is an eternal God, an unchanging God. So I want you to, after you tell him all your troubles, all your worries... All your burdens. Imagine Jesus is sitting next to you and tells you these words. So read those words for you. Imagining listening to Jesus' voice in your heart. Isn't that amazing? Reading these words. Hearing his voice. His tone of the voice. His peace. His love. Do not, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me.
Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you, he says. Not any peace, his peace. I do not give you as the world gives, as the politicians, as the war makers or peacemakers. His peace. Do not, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. Again, he's honest here, as John also mentioned. So the Holy Spirit is at work this morning. He was honest. He is our friend, our Savior. He tells us the truth. We will have trouble. We're not going to have a life full of flying on clouds and singing at a harp. There will be troubles. But in the midst of that trouble is his peace. If we look at an example, Peter. You know Peter was always furious, always angry, always complaining. So if you remember the image when Jesus was sleeping in the boat and there was a storm around them. And the disciples, including Peter, went to Jesus and said, Master, you don't care, we're perishing in this storm. And Jesus was sleeping. That's his peace. And then we look at Peter later, after Jesus' resurrection. He was in prison, ready to be judged, perhaps executed the next day. What did Peter does in the prison? He was sleeping. In Acts chapter 12, verse 6, the night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and sentries stood guard at the entrance. Wow. What happened to Peter? He had Jesus' peace finally in his heart. We see the change that Jesus can bring you right now, right here. Whoever you are, wherever you may be, is the same peace that made Peter sleep when he knew the next day he may be, you know, crucified or judged or condemned. I remember once we did a ministry near a park in Bucharest and we invited people from the park and there was a lady that she was so angry and Ramona will remember this. We will remember this lady for the rest of our lives. She was so angry, agitated when she came in, disturbing the service, shouting things. And at the end of the service, myself and two other people from the church, we just prayed for the lady. Said, would you like to pray for you? Would you like us to pray for you? She came there in the front and as we were praying, just asking God's presence in her life, you could see her face being transformed by the peace of God, by the Spirit of Holy Spirit of God. She just lay down, sit down on a chair, and she was asking, what's happened to me? I've never felt this peace ever in my life. She let her own confess the struggles she had with addictions, with family issues, and, and lots of things in her life. Sadly, we never saw this lady again. But during that time she stayed with us, she tasted the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. And we will never forget that lady. And all the church present there, they, they, they saw that happening. They said, this is God at work in our midst. The same peace this morning Jesus wants to give you. Will you receive that peace for this season and for the rest of our lives? The next point, I just want to recap on how easy we can lose this peace from God. How easy for us busy people of the 21st century. So I've just described there a few bullet points. Hopefully you can see them, but I'm sure you will recognize them. Because I see them every now and then in my life, if not daily. Losing our peace with others, isn't it? So easy to lose your peace with God and that inner peace from Jesus when you lose your peace with others. 
We belong here to the same family of God. But it's so easy to lose the peace with others. Overreacting to small stuff. I'm sure you all find yourself sometimes in the morning waking up, you know, full of energy, full of positivity and praises to God and prayers. And then at the breakfast table, someone says something to you, looks at you differently. Or you go to work, you spill some coffee on your new dress, on your new trousers. Or in traffic, someone just cuts your you know, face and peace is gone, isn't it? So easy to, be, to overreact over small things. Worries in our lives, of course, losing our jobs during Christmas, that's very stressful. Also, during Christmas, lots of stress. Did we brought the right presents? Did we consider everyone for our uh, Christmas cards, isn't it? That stressful time, busyness of Christmas. Have we got the right clothes, you know? Buying the decorations and prepare the place for visitors. Sometimes there is no time to rest during Christmas. Bad news, gossip, anxiety, at work, lack of recognition, isn't it? From a boss or from a colleague, gossip. So easy to lose the peace in this world. Talking about bad news, yesterday I have a group on my um, college, um, friends from the college in Spurgeons, and someone just put a, a text there saying, please pray for me, just find out my dad passed away last night. That's it. Short news, short bad news that could throw our peace away. And we're praying for this um, lovely brother and his family. But let's remember, this is all because the evil one is at play here. Let's not forget this. Let's not forget this. Peace in our hearts, his main purpose is to steal the peace from our hearts. And then that's when he's winning. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. That's why at our prayer meeting last Monday, we prayed against the evil influence that we see in our lives, in our society. We prayed against those forms of evils and temptations in our lives. And if you're tuned in tomorrow at 8 p.m., if you can't make it here, pray at your home, wherever you are, at 8 p.m. Let's pray together against these plans of the evil one for our lives so that peace may stay with us. Now let's look in the next few minutes at what are some of the tools to keep God's peace in our lives. And there are simple things, some of them. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 it says here, more than anything, you guard, protect your mind, for life flows from it. Protect your heart from the lies from, from it. And as a little joke, it says that a child, a little child, was watching a minister who was fixing his fence. Maybe you heard this joke before. The minister was fixing his fence with hammers and nails, and the child was just staring and staring. And at some point, the minister said to the child, why are you watching me for so long? And the child said, I just want to see... When a minister hits um, his fingers with a hammer, what a minister says in that circumstance, you know? I just want to see, I just want to hear the reaction. Sometimes people are looking at us. And you know what? Our peace can be a good testimony for people around us. How this person can go through what he's going through, having peace in his heart. So let's remember that. And we have this verse, of course, in Philippians chapter 4. 
6 to 7, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We see here, will guard our hearts, our feelings, and our minds, our thoughts, what we think about life. And um, I have a quote here from a Lutheran theologian. I promised I'm going to reach that point to my friend here at the table. So it's Reinhold Neighbor. He said, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That is a secret, isn't it, in our lives? Because when you try to change your wife, when you try to change your husband, when you try to change someone in your family, that's something you can't do. Leave that to God. But what you can do is to change yourself, is to change your attitude, is to pray for that person. That's something we can do. And forgiveness as well is another tool of regaining the peace. When you pray for someone that hurt you, you will see him in a different light. Forgiveness doesn't mean they haven't done anything wrong to you. Actually, forgiveness means, yes, you've done wrong to me. That's why I forgive you. Forgiveness. And also, refuse to listen to negative thinking. So many negative thoughts are coming in our minds. And we just let them in. We need to start thinking a bit more positive. But not of positive thinking because of our power, our own wisdom, our inner uh, kind of tools but because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. Let's think more positive and let his peace be in our hearts. And the other secret I learned, and I'm still learning, is to live our days one day at a time. In Matthew chapter 6, 33, Jesus was saying here, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble on its own. This is about overthinking and worries. He's such a good you know, psychological advice here. Live our days one day at a time as if that day is our life. And that would be a good advice for each and every one. And the next point is to learn about living through the Spirit of God, through the Holy Spirit of God, having an eternal perspective. In Romans 8, verses 5-6, we learn here something very, very wise from Paul. He says, the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. So many times we're living our lives just worrying and thinking only of this world, of what's going to happen with me, how am I going to pay the bills, and worries and worries and worries, without having the eternal perspective. You see, God didn't come just to give us a temporary peace and resolve our troubles on this earth. He came to give us an eternal peace with God, a forever peace with God and Jesus. And that's something we need to start learning, thinking in our lives. Think in the God's perspective. Think in eternal perspective. In Isaiah chapter 54, verse 10, he says, Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, these are the wars and conflicts in our lives. The bullies and the persecution. Yet my unfailing love for you, says the Lord, will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. We see thinking in perspective, seeing the bigger picture. 
Don't let your mind just be bogged down into a rabbit hole for the smaller things that bothers us today. We need to stand up and think in perspective. Jesus said on the cross, it has finished. It has been finished. He did for us the impossible and saved us to reconcile us with God. And my last few point, two points this morning is to remember, if God promised us this peace, we are also called to be peacemakers this Christmas. We are called to be peacemakers. And we're going to study in January. Blessed are the peacemakers, some of the, one of the Beatitudes. As children of God, we have to be the ones taking the initiative to be peacemakers in our families, in our relatives, in our neighbors, in our local community, in our church. So many churches trouble from inside because people are not the same. We're not going to be the same. If we're waiting to have peace when we are all the same, that's not going to happen. We will be, you will be the loneliest Christian that ever lived, you see. Our peace is based on our belonging. We, through faith, are children of God. Through our Jesus Christ, we are all called to be children of God. So therefore, we are encouraged here. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. And my last point this morning, before Christmas for all of us, is just to reassure you, God knows how you feel. God knows your worries. God knows your fears. We have this verse in Hebrew. Though son he was, though he was, son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. If you're feeling lonely, remember Jesus was lonely. Everyone left him. If you're feeling fear, he felt fear as well after he gave us his peace. As you remember in Gethsemane, he prayed to his father. If you feel like you're tired, he felt tired as well. If you feel like if you, if you lost someone dear to you, he lost someone dear to him. You remember Lazarus? Everything we may be going through, just remember Jesus knows how you feel this Christmas. And he is there with you. And actually... In this verse from Isaiah, it says, Can a mother forget the baby at her breasts and have no compassion on the child she, was born, she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you in the, on the palms of my hand. Just remember, our Lord Jesus Christ has put your name on the palm of his hands, so he will never forget you. He knows how you feel. He knows where you are in life. And he wants dearly to give you his peace. So I'll pray for each and every one of us that whatever we may be going through this season, just know God is here to give you his peace. Our Lord Jesus gives us his peace that surpasses all understanding. And your name is written on the palms of his hands. If you want prayer at the end of this service, I'll stay here at this table because I don't want anyone to leave this place without feeling this peace that we're talking about. It is real. God can give it to us. God is not dead that some of the books have been written. He's not sleeping. We prayed. We talked to him this morning in the hall. God is real. He wants to give you peace. His peace. 
Not my peace, not any of the leaders' peace. His peace, the king, the prince of peace. So I'll be there with any of the leaders. If you need prayer, if you need this peace or to renew that peace, please don't leave this place without praying and ask from Jesus his peace. Father God, we just want to thank you for reminding us that you are the Prince of Peace. As we stand here, we just want to receive this peace that you promised for each and every one. Open our hearts and minds to receive it all. To receive it all. That peace with God we are talking about. That peace with others. Help us to be the peacemakers this Christmas. And that inner peace, that peace that you had in the storm, during the storms, that peace that Peter had in prison, pour it in our hearts this Christmas. And help us to follow you and to worship your name. In the name of the mighty Jesus, amen. God bless us all. Amen.